on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Well, welcome one and welcome all to what could be, no, I'll rephrase that, unashamedly it will be the most biased hour of radio to hit the airwaves this week, a whole hour, 60 minutes to talk about the Mighty Tigers right here on SEN. So stay with us through this 10-week journey, I hope, of yellow and black. Enjoy as we cover off all the happenings from this season on a weekly basis as well as reliving some of the Tigers' past glories. Well, the Tiger faithful, we saw them on the weekend at the Gabba. They are spread right over this country. And this is your show. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, analysis, and, of course, your favourite Richmond stories. So sit back and grab a cuppa, just like Tommy and KB, and get set for yellow and black fever. It's Tiger time. And on that note, good evening and welcome to Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's all for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Jack is all yours for the hour, Tigers fans. one 736 736 to give him a call or on the text 0433 Jack Revolt, welcome to your own show, Tiger Time. Hello, Jack. How are you? Well, first things first, let's sort this out. Are you... Are we- we're obviously both called Jack. Do you want to be J-H or should I be J-R? I think I might go with J-R. That way we can decipher who we're talking to. To your show. You can call me whatever you want, to be honest. Uh, thank you very much, mate. Well, it certainly is exciting. Uh, we are up here on the Gold Coast Hub, and I've perched myself up nicely, uh, not too far away from the pool. Uh, dinner is about to be served here to the players and staff that are staying at the hotel, mate. And... Uh, Yes, we are. We're up in Hublife in the uh, in the Sunshine State. So you're doing it tough. It sounds like one three hundred seven three six seven three six to give Jack a call or on the text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the speckled text. Still to come this hour, you've got a very special guest to join you at the hub. One of your teammates. That's right, Kane Lambert will be joining us uh, live here from the hub. Uh, I've set up a little microphone for him to jump on board. We're also going to listen uh, to Dimmer some of his comments after the game yesterday and uh, one of my favourite segments is we're going to catch up with uh, a two-timing Tiger, someone who's mm. played with the Mighty Tigers um, and I won't say he's gone on to greener pastures, they've moved on to the uh, the opponent for this week, North Melbourne and we'll be we're tracking someone who's who's done that all through these 10 weeks here so um, we're going to be joined by Robin Nahas who is a, a bit of a cult figure down at Tigerland. So it's the Nahas Cup this week? The, well, it, it is the Nahas Cup. He's, uh, to be honest, he was the easiest one to get on board. So uh, <laughs> we are playing for the Nahas Cup uh, at Metricon Stadium of all places. Something I didn't think I would ever say. But it's certainly been, uh, well, it's been a good start to, to hub life here for the Tigers. Um, I say good start, but uh, look, the game wasn't as pretty as we would like. It's certainly not one that we'll be looking back on fondly. In years to come, we've been watching a lot of old footy uh, due to isolation, and uh, this is one of the games that uh, that won't be getting played. But we'll be uh, we'll be going through the the match recap soon. So that's uh, yeah, obviously for the Tigers, uh, good to get a win on the board and and get ahead of the ledger. Currently sitting at three, two, and one, and um, up in the eight, which is uh, which is good. Before we go to yesterday's game, tell us about 
hub life. Tell us what it's like. Tell us what you're up to. You, you're by the pool deck at the moment, so obviously things are, uh, are tracking okay. But how have you found it as a group so far? Uh, it's been uh, it's been good. It's been really good to get away. Um, I think the group's um, really enjoying spending time together. Um, it's it's amazing when you get 45 blokes together and what games can be invented over a 14-day isolation period. So we are currently at day seven of, uh, of quarantining and we can see the outside world. There's a road just outside our hotel um, and it, it is like the wall that Donald Trump wants to build. We, uh, we cannot go over it unless we're going out to official duties. So we've... We've been training all over the shop. We've trained at Cool uh, and Gadar. We've trained at uh, Broadbeach. Um, then obviously did the hour drive up the road to play at the Gabba, uh, which was in fantas- fantastic condition, I should say. Sorry. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, we're sort of uh, hanging on by the sea of our pants, really. We, we don't sort of know until the next day what, what we're doing. And um, yeah, that's hub life, really. Let's go back to yesterday then. It was the Tigers, 4-10-34, knocking off the Swans in a slog at the Gabba in front of a crowd, which was interesting as well. We'll talk about that very shortly. But here's some of the highlights from yesterday's game. Away from Backing up now, Mills concedes. Oh, he's pinned him. Oh, he's pinned him. Rewalt going to kick the first goal. Nice sail of Candy. That was good. Popped it out in front of Lambert to run on to. Unselfish. Wants Dusty for pocket. Beat two. Looks ominous. Dusty already had the three disposals. There he goes. And he's going to play on. Oh, he hung that right goal post, but just got the late bend at the last minute. Went uncontested and won the tap. Nice clearance work from Pickett. Drew a man. Handballs to Bolton. Runs into an open goal. Richmond on fire early. Clinical stuff out of the middle of the Gabba. Arcs around. Lynch gets front spot and takes the mark on Rampy. Strong stuff from Lynch. Lynch gets the Tigers' first goal since a 10-minute mark of the first term. Clock winds down. Richmond will get their third win of the year. It wasn't pretty, but it doesn't matter to the Tigers. 4-10-34. They hold on. Sydney 3-8-26. That's how we heard it yesterday on AFL Nation. Jack, you jagged one. Dusty jagged one. Shy Bolton, Tom Lynch as well. Tom Lynch, extraordinary to play given he had a hand operation on the Monday. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Uh, he, um, yeah, he was uh, in doubt, I think, early on. And, uh, well, the, the fact that he got up was amazing. But the most amazing fact for the whole week, Jack, was the fact that he got a private jet up here. So <laughs> this is the first thing I'm going to throw out to the, to the Tiger fans there. I, I want to know what lengths you've gone to to get to a Richmond game. Or right, text in on uh, 0433981116, or you can, you, you can ring in. I want to hear your stories of, of how you've gotten to a Richmond game, whether it was a grand final or possibly you've gone away as a, maybe a bit of a birthday present or anything like that, because Tom Lynch has caught a private jet after having surgery about six hours beforehand and don't worry, the, the Chief, Brendan Gale, he didn't miss the opportunity to jump up here and fly in style. So I want to know what you've done. What is the craziest thing you've done to get to a Richmond game? And I've gotten absolutely no doubt there are some crazy Richmond supporters out there and they would have gone to 
extravagant links to get there. But it was uh, it was a it was a pretty dour affair. Let's let's be honest. Um, you would have read some and seen some of the discussions from Dimmer, who we'll hear from in a moment, and John Longmire as well. What did you make of it from the players' point of view? <laughs> from a player's point of view, look, the game was pretty. Uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a slog. Uh, I think early on we we sort of dominated early on. We were mm. able to get the ball. Um, into our Ford 50 and, and, and play that Richmond brand of footy that, that's been known over the last three years. But uh, after that, with, a, with I suppose, a, a, a few tactics um, from both sides, there seemed to be a lot of numbers in, in D50. I don't think in, the conditions helped it um, helped it too much, really. The rain started started coming down here. I've, I've been promised that this is not the wet season up here in, uh, in Queensland, but it has been raining for the last three days, and... I think it's supposed to rain again tomorrow, but yeah, it was a it was a pretty dour affair, and it's one of those ones that I think the players walk away from, it and, and I know the fans certainly would walk away from, or watching the game on TV, happy that the four points are in the yeah. bank. And you look back, and and whether it's a a ten point win or whether it's a hundred point win, uh, it's still four points in the bank. So the boys have have been enjoying themselves today with a day off, um, and then looking forward to. They're getting back into the, the week and, um, and uh, enjoying getting ready for, for North Melbourne here at Metricon. Uh, off the text, 0433981116, Trav says, I got to the Anzac Eve game straight from the airport, 30 hours of travelling home from Europe last year. That's sort of what you're after, isn't it? That's, that's fantastic. That's the sort of thing I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward like those sort of really also the other one is what have you missed to go to a game of footy? Like have you, have you sucked a best <laughs> mate's wedding or something like that and the funny thing with Lynchy when when he came up here was actually um, there is an app I found out uh, while I was uh, scrolling through Twitter uh, called Flight Tracker, right? And there was a whole thread of those genuine Richmond fans that were following the private plane that flew out <laughs> from Essendon Airport and seeing if it got across the border oh. to, uh, to Queensland by that midnight curfew. Because if he hadn't made it across, he was, uh, was going to have to quarantine five days by himself uh, ah. and then come in, and then the quarantine would have started for, for the rest of us as well. So it sort of would have put us back to a 19-day isolation period. So there was a, yeah, it was a mad rush to, to get him up here. And, I mean, even to, to get up to play... Um, is one of the most, uh, I suppose, it's one of the toughest things I've I've seen in in AFL footy to to fracture a hand in the in yeah. two minutes into the game against uh, Melbourne and then have the surgery and play and and still play his role on the weekend was uh, was a credit to Tom as a as a player and as a person. James is in Mitcham wants to have a chat to you, Jack about the lengths that he's gone to. G'day, James. Hey, how are you guys? Good, thanks, James. Yeah, so I'm. Um... Back during the, the 2017 final series, I was actually went away for a holiday because I wasn't too sure what would happen. So I went to the, um, the the first game, obviously, and then I heard that we got in against GWS. And I'm like, well, don't know what to do here because I'm meant to be on a holiday. So I was in the middle of Newcastle and I just kind of made the call. I'm like, you know what, I'll just cut the holiday short. So I cut the holiday in uh, half and then I took a plane. I flew back and I went, uh, yeah, I just went straight to the stadium from the airport. The whereabouts, which Newcastle are we talking about here, James? Are we talking New about South Wales. New South Wales? I was going to say it's a decent effort to get from Newcastle and England, <laughs> but mate, you got to do what you got to do. You got to go to those links. That was obviously a 37-year drought that was broken on uh, on that day 
uh, well, on that year, sorry, um, for the Tigers, mate. So um, uh, you don't regret it one bit, do you? Oh, not at all. I haven't walked in there and I was trying to get through security because I'm a big luggage bag as well. And they were like, what are you doing, mate? I'm like, look, I've got, I've got to get in. I've got to watch it. Very good, mate. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, what a good day that was. I'm looking forward to chatting to Kane Lambert um, soon about that 2017 performance, one where he uh, he played a big role in the Tigers, breaking that 37-year uh, hoodoo as well. So we've got that to look forward to. He's playing good footy at the moment. Tom's in Eildon. Tom, good evening. G'day, fellas. Uh, my brother is an absolute mad Tigers fan. I've sent him a text, Jack, so I'll make sure he's listening to you next week or tonight. <laughs> um, he, uh, last year when he's played the grand final, him, his uh, girlfriend, uh, her and um, a couple of friends, they all went into the city. They were planning to go down to Swan Street and sit in the pub and uh, watch the game and they got halfway into the city and our uncle sent, a, sent him a text message he had an extra ticket and Jack said nah stuff you guys I'm going to the footy and he uh, went off and somehow got himself corporate tickets half an hour or well, a couple of hours before the game started so he's, he's done a runner on the on the family he did, he, did he get a runner on his missus and yeah uh, went and watched you blokes live Oh, well, that's 100% the right decision to do. Um, is he still with his missus or are they, <laughs> is, that, is that the final straw? No, 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 that, that certainly wasn't the straw that breaks the camel's back. Maybe a, maybe a good dream time game might break it one day perhaps because she's a mad Essendon supporter, so, yeah. Well, well we are hearing, uh, well, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say this, but I'm oh, Go on, just do it. It's your show. How good, how good... Would dream time at the GB, Essendon v Richmond in Darwin. Can ah, you imagine that, Jackie boy? That'd it be would, superb. It would be uh, one of the one of the great cultural experiences for for the AFL. To clearly, we can't play at the MCG at the moment, and I think both clubs would be right up for it to play up there uh, in front of. Well, what would be a full stadium mm. uh, due to NT's uh, current laws around COVID? That would be an amazing experience. And there's actually been some um, some news come through about the fixturing. Yep. Um, round eight has been revealed, and we will be playing the Giants uh, Friday, the 24th of July uh, at 7:50 p.m. So grand final that's rematch. A, yeah, grand final rematch at, at Giant Stadium, and it's interesting because. There's been a lot of talk around whether they're going to condense the fixture um, and try and get games in whilst we are in the uh, in the hub part of the season. Um, but that's a that's a Friday night game there, and and one uh, that's going to be yeah a, a pretty important game for both sides. I would have thought. Yeah, that'll be a massive game. Let's go back to yesterday briefly. More of your calls very shortly. There's a stack of good texts here, Jack, that will get sorted out very very soon. But let's go to Coach's Corner for Host Plus. We go with you. Let's hear from Damien Hardwick after yesterday's win. Oh, it was a horrendous game of football. There's no doubt about that. It was, um, it was hard to watch. It was hard to play. It was just incredibly frustrating. And, yeah, unfortunately, it's sometimes how games pan out. You know, you have a lot of players in one D 50 they can't get out and we can't score. So, you know, I think we had 50-odd inside 50s for, what is it, four or five goals, which is farcical in nature, really. Horrible game of football. Well, there's not much I can do. I'm sitting there. We're attacking and we've got... 75,000 people in our forward 50, so it's pretty hard. Um, you know, once again, the, 
we're going to figure out how to, how to negate. It's probably happened a couple of times this year, and you know, it's become a tactic in the AFL. Fallback mentality is, is really you know, keeping sides in games at the moment, and it's, it's creating probably the game that we got tonight. We've thrown a few guys in there that, that probably need to grow into the role. It's going to take some time, there's no doubt about that. You know, a lot of those guys, first time playing together. Um, so we expect them to get better, there's no doubt, but um, we'll continue to grow in that area. Great to have the crowd here, though. Tell you what, yeah, loved it. Loved it. It was amazing when we first ran out. I haven't heard it for a while. It sounded like 50,000. It was uh, it's just great to have uh, Richmond people here. We really loved it. So thanks for coming. Damien Hardwick there in the coach's corner for Host Plus Proud, superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. How did you find it with the crowd yesterday, <laughs> No sugarcoating it there, Jack, no. was it? <laughs> no, he didn't Absolutely mess around. Absolutely no sugarcoating it there. Uh, no, look, it was a, as I mentioned, it was a, it was a pretty tricky game there. Um, and it's sort of one of the ones that it's, it's really hard to uh, review. Um, so yeah. we'll go through the review process tomorrow. The coach is actually walking past me right now. But uh, no, we'll, we'll go through. <laughs> Are you happy at the moment? He says he's about to have dinner, so not quite. <laughs> uh, no, look, it's one that we'll review. I don't know whether we'll take a, a lot out of it. Um, but I, I, clearly at the moment the game is lower scoring uh, than, than um, a lot of football purists would like it to be. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, uh, look, for us, we, it's, it's a tactic that we're going to have to learn to, to deal with. Um, so mm. it's a are um, getting numbers back and, and to Sydney's credit that's um, that's the way they wanted to play and, and they were probably undersized as a as a, as a unit yesterday um, uh, Fox was playing on uh, on Tom Lynch uh, Callum Mills is playing on Dustin Martin giving away obviously height and uh, and weight there and uh, and they made they needed to come up with with a bit of a different tactic there so um, Look, I think uh, I think if Dimmer had his time again, we'd probably probably <laughs> wouldn't go down the same path. But um, he also set a world record for the, the shortest press conference of all of all time. Yeah, done and dusted times. in about a minute in minute and a half, wasn't it, from memory? Yeah, and plenty of bangs on the table as well. Could you hear that yeah. through the audio? He's just getting there and he's slapping the table, and he's got a got a bad habit of doing that on on whiteboards as well. So mm. um, no, it's uh, it's one that we we won't review too much from, uh, but we will. Uh, We'll learn a few little lessons and, and hopefully play a little bit better against North Melbourne on Saturday night at Metricon. Colin's in Carnegie. He's been waiting to have a chat to you. Colin, come on in. How are you, Jack? G'day, Colin. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm mad Tiger supporter. I'll give you a quick story about Bali. I got married in 2000, in, in 11 in Bali, in Ubud, um, in an elephant resort because I'm a mad um, elephant lover as well. And we got married on the Friday, but on the Saturday, I forced my wife on our second wedding night to go to um, um, Kurta to watch Richmond play Melbourne. Ended up getting totally pissed and ended up losing and um, got divorced six months later. (laughs) (laughs) Not a great start there, Cole. (laughs) It was sort of destined for failure based on that, wasn't it, really? And Cole, you want to talk about Sydney Stack, is that right? Yeah, but one more thing, Jack. Um, I was in Cairns um, two years prior to that, or the year prior to that, and um, you weren't um, getting married in Cairns again, goals. were you? <laughs> no, no, you got you kicked ten goals um, um, against Eagles MCG. Next morning we got up and we were going to do some stuff, but Fox Footy had the replay on of the game that we watched the night before, so I stayed in bed and watched the game. We didn't do our Sunday 
um, activities. Um, and with Sydney Stack, what's wrong with Sydney Stack? Well, nothing at the moment. Um, he was pretty close to selection uh, on the weekend. Um, it's probably finding the, the spot to, to play him, really. So talented um, that it's it, it's probably it's a double-edged sword in terms of we want to play him back, we want to play him mid, we want to play him forward. But at the moment, he's just not, not playing as well as what we would like. So he's um, one thing that, that Sydney does is he is a... He is, a very very good trier. He does. He doesn't shirk it at any uh, any part of the game. He's up here training really hard. We've got about a group of um, eight to ten guys, Colin, that aren't playing that are up here, and, and he's one of those. But he's putting in some some solid time on the on the training track, and he's not far away. Um, we would love to see him in the side. Um, I know the coach really wants to see him in the side, but it's also a bit of a learning curve for him as well to to find out what what makes him a player. So mm. don't think you'll be waiting too long, Cole, to, to see Stacky back in the side. Um, and, and obviously we already know what he can do as a player. Um, he's, he's tough and, and talented and, and he really suits that, that brand of footy. So, um, yeah, not long. Appreciate your call, Cole. Sam and Berwick, stay there. We'll get to you on the other side of this. Kane Lambert to join Jack at the Hub next. It's Jack Revolt's Tiger time for Swintopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. Plus, we've got more of your texts coming up after this. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Welcome back to Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Jack's got a very special guest with him at the hub very shortly. But before we go any further, Sam's in Berwick has been waiting patiently to have a chat to you. Sam, come on in. G'day, guys. How you going? Hey, Sam. How are you? Good. Thanks, Jack. Um, hey, Jack. Um, I just wanted to... Just pass on my thoughts and prayers to Basher and his family, mate. Um, I've known Basher, well, I knew Basher when he was a little kid because he used to be my cousin's next-door neighbour back in the days So, um, and his family. So I just wanted to just pass, pass on my thoughts and prayers to him. If you um, can please, yeah, somehow pass it on to him as well, that'd be great. Yeah, Sam, look, uh, really appreciate you. Yeah, really appreciate you calling in, mate. He... Um Obviously, he's put a statement out recently. Um, yeah. know, his family has been affected by by COVID nineteen, and sort of puts it into perspective. Really, that um, we're we're sitting up here in a hub, and, and people are at home, but just trying to do their bit. Um, but he's been directly affected. His, his mum is uh, is in ICU at the moment, which um, you never want to see anyone in that. Uh, I suppose in ICU and, and finding themselves in that situation. But the man that Basher is, he's um, he's put out a, a really good video message. So I do urge yep. um, fans, Richmond fans, anyone out there to to have a bit of a look at that on, online. And I'm sure we can get it up um, on, on SEN as well about um, his message to to everyone out there in the in the current climate. So um, yeah, obviously all all the the, the prayers and, and best wishes are going. Back to Basher, who's who's down in Melbourne still with his um, newborn son, Muhammad. Um, so he's going through a lot of things at the moment. Uh, and uh, some some good and, unfortunately, some bad as well. So um, no doubt that the club will support him. And, and by the sounds of Sam, 
as well that the supporters are supporting him as well. Well said, I reckon. Sam, thanks for your call. And as you say, Jack, we'll get that up on our Twitter feed very shortly, uh, our SEN Twitter feed, uh, Basher's video. So we're thinking of you, Basher, during this time. 0433 98 11 16. Just before you welcome in your very special guest who's alongside you, there's a text here for you that says, do you want some pizza from Tom? <laughs> But what Tom doesn't realise is that that's Tom Lynch and we've got his number saved in the system. So the goose has just texted well, in and we can see that it's Tom Lynch. Yeah, well, that's a great se- that is a That is a very, very good segue, Jack. And I am joined now in the hub by Kane Lambert. And my first question, Kane, was going to be, what is for dinner? Because you've been in there having dinner. I'm sitting out here on the patio and it smells good, mm. is, it, is it pizza? Well, I think Tom might be saying that because Jack Graham and Dustin Martin have been lurking around the pizza oven all night, <laughs> so we might be left with the salads, mate. Well, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, we've rocked up to, to Hub Life, and they've got a wood-fired pizza here, and uh, our dietitian didn't get a chance to get a hold of the uh, meal plan for the first three days. So um, Marco, the chef here at, uh, at our resort, um, he had free reign. And, uh, and pizzas were, there were plenty of pizzas getting around and the coach put... Can't get in, they're flooding in front of the pizza. Oh, well, the coach is telling me he can't get in because they're flooding in front of the pizza oven. But it's, uh, the, boys, the boys are wrapped with the food up here, mate. But um, thanks for joining me, Kane. It's, uh, it's obviously your story's a, uh, an interesting one and probably not the, uh, the regular way that guys find themselves in the, in the system. Um, do you want to give us just a little bit of backside on on your journey and, and how you made it to, to Richmond? Yeah, no, it hasn't been a mainstream journey, Jack. It's, um, it's been a little bit different. I, <clears throat> I come through the TRC Cup system, as most of the boys do, and I uh, missed out in, in that top age 18 year. And probably at the back end of that year, I've become a little bit disillusioned with footy and, and why I played the game. I probably defined success as being drafted and, and lost sight of uh, the pure reasons of the game and actually come to the decision that I, I was going to take a break, I was going to have a year off, which was... A bold move for an 18-year-old kid who was, who was heavily entrenched in, in, uh, in his footy. And from there, I probably just redefined why I played the game and, and being drafted become uh, secondary to me. I just wanted to enjoy my footy and spent three years at the Northern Blues or, or Northern Blance, which was a nostalgic club for me growing up in Preston. And at the end of uh, 2013, I moved across to, to Williamstown, who went standalone. So I wanted a, a real club, uh, local club feel. And... End of that year, it, it all flipped around pretty quickly for me. I uh, hadn't spoken to Richmond or any clubs at all that year, and um, five minutes before the rookie draft, I was told I was going up to Townsville to join you in a, a little um, backpacker's room at about 40 degrees heat and running all over Townsville. <laughs> that, was a, that was a very interesting camp, that one. And one, one funny story that did come out of that camp is that we were rooming in a backpacker's accommodation, uh, not the same sort of digs that we find ourselves in now. And the club prankster, Sean Hampson at the time, went in and turned the thermostat up in the common room. So there was, uh, we were split up into five teams, and I think there might have been three teams sleeping on the floor in this common room. And Townsville being already 30 degrees, the heater got turned up to 35, and it's fair to say not many boys got sleep that night, did they? No, they didn't. I didn't they didn't. And all, I think I just remember all I got was the, um, the top bunk. That was the worst thing about being in that room. I think you and Ty got the double beds and I was on the top bunk, which was fine. Let's be honest, mate. You could sleep in a chest of drawers. <laughs> uh, 100th game last week, mate. That's obviously a, a fantastic milestone for yourself. What, what does it mean to... And we've heard about your journey just before. What does it mean to play 100 games for, for the Tigers? Yeah, I think just playing any game for the Tigers is a special one for me. But, you know, 100 games is probably more of a, 
um, you know, a reflection or achievement for the people who invested in me over a number of years. And that's probably what I learned with that year off. There was people in my life who probably cared about Kane Lambert, the footballer, and then there was people who Kane Lambert, the person. So it's those type of people who invested in me, you know, when things weren't going my way to, to reward them with, with that sort of thing. So even more special to a club like Richmond. Uh, you've you've become a leader now at the at the Richmond Football Club, N- not you know, an, an official leader, um, but I, but personally, I speaking and and I think you could ask any person that's involved in the football club. You you're a real backbone player of of our organisation. Did you do you see yourself falling into a leadership position like that, or do you feel it's just come sort of naturally and organically for you? I think a little bit of both. You know, I've been in a fortunate position to be led by players like yourself and Koch and, you know, Rancy when he was here. So you learn a lot from these type of people from day in, day out. But I think the natural progression of a player who's, one, a little bit older but spent, you know, five or six years in the uh, in the system is that you start to develop your leadership. And, you know, I've probably developed a, a curiosity of who I am and what makes me me and got a deep understanding on the way I want to show up in this world. And, and from there, I, I can actually show some gratitude and, empathy and understanding of what makes other people tick as well if there is fans out there that want to have a chat to Kane or want to flick a text in it's uh oh f- sorry 1300 736 736 to ring in or 0433 98 11 16 to text your questions in to Kane Lambert who finished runner-up last year in the Jack Dye medal is that correct uh, no not last year a couple of years ago I was um yeah not, not as close last year but that's all right. Last year didn't count anyway. I finished 15th. So <laughs> I think I pressed you. I got the, got the nod that year. Um, one thing that's uh, become really prevalent in, in the football club, um, and, and, and obviously it shines through, um, and you're a real leader in, the, in that area, is uh, the mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you mind? Can you give us a layman's uh, summary of, of what mindfulness is? And, and Emma Murray, who's our mindfulness coach, what she, she does for the boys? Yeah, you know, I was probably under the impression that uh, mindset or, or mental toughness was the ability to show resilience or physically push yourself to the limit. And 2017, I was introduced to Emma Murray, who's probably become one of the most influential figures in my career up until this date. And it was more about um, becoming aware of my thoughts, accepting my thoughts, and then actually controlling them and, and manipulating them. So I'd for a player who'd been in the VFL system, been knocked back five or six years, I probably had this deep-seated conditioning that I wasn't up to the level. And you know, when things got tough, I probably reverted back to, OK, I'm just a VFL player, I'm not up to this, I'm not worthy. And it was about changing that conditioning, and, and Emma done that for me. So there's a number of practices that, that help with that, and, and part of that is actually meditating. So I'll meditate daily practice every morning and then um, pre-games as well. And there'll be times when I feel a little bit flustered or anxious, anxious rather, and I will meditate. So that's become a, a daily practice for me. And the meditating is, is, are we talking half an hour in the morning or are we just talking little five-minute spurts? Or w- what do you do whilst you're meditating? Is it, I think people think meditating, you've got to have cross-legged pose and you've got to have your, your, your fingers out and whatnot. What, what, what do you do? Well, I can't cross my legs. My, my hips aren't good <laughs> enough to cross my legs. But um, no, I, I'm, I'm a five to ten minute meditation in the morning. Um, you know, any longer and I'll, I'll probably struggle a little bit. When I do the ones with Emma, I can go for 20, 20 minutes, half an hour. But it's, uh, you know, probably more small doses for me. So I get um, I'm a little bit agitated as such. So I um, yeah, keep it to five, ten minute spurts. Cool, mate. Um, now, I want, to, I want to chat about, obviously, some of the highlights that, that we've both lived and we've lived with the 
the Richmond faithful out there. 2000 and, uh, 2017, um, a really different year. I suppose it was obviously a successful year for, for us coming off the back of two, 2016. What, what did it mean to you to, to, to find success early in 2017 and then ultimately finish with the glory of, of winning a premiership? Yeah, 2017 was an interesting year for me. I I um I wasn't selected early in the year. I come into the side probably without a real defined role and and what it looked like for me. And I was probably almost one foot out the door when I got a call or got the opportunity to tag Sam Mitchell and performed that role, which kept me in the side for a few weeks as a as a tagger. And then it started to develop as a, a little bit more of an offensive role. So I probably didn't really feel like a, a constant regular to about halfway through that 17 season, but. I remember after the grand final feeling a little bit uncomfortable with um, you know, a premiership medal around my neck with the history of being knocked back and, and being a VFL player as such. So it actually took a little bit of while for me to, um, for it to sink in and, and to feel worthy of, of that medal. But um, it, was a, it was such a great ride. It was, it was obviously a really emotional time, but you know, we, we developed some great friendships and great memories of, of that year. Well, we are running out of time, but we have got one off the text line here. This comes from Sebastian. Who is the funniest player at the club? Funniest player? Well, there's a lot of players who um, are unintentionally funny. Um, Camden McIntosh <laughs> is just... <laughs> I think we're going to get some real stories with him up here. He's become the supplies man, actually. I'm not sure how he does it, but there's some of the stories. He's, you know, he wants to put a high ropes course around the trees and all sorts of things. So, Can you enlighten the fans? So, so we were able to bring some items up here. I brought my golf clubs and my bike up here. Did you bring any... Luxury items up? No, nah, I didn't. No, nah, I'm, I'm not really into me golf, but I might take it up while we're here. Do you know what Camden wanted to bring up? Well, all I know is that he now goes by the name of Scamden, so he's running a lot of scams, but I don't know what he brought up. He, Camden McIntosh wanted to bring his Sig Weld welder up here. <laughs> I thought he might have bought his um, winch or something like that. but he, he has collected that much crap, Camden McIntosh. He's, he's scammed the blokes into <laughs> to getting a boat. Uh, fish lips, yeah, fish, fish lips. lips, which uh, doesn't look like it's seaworthy, but somehow we've got five AFL footballers out there. Um, one question, mate, just to finish on. At the moment, we see a lot of opportunities in the midfield because of uh, injuries and, and players are getting their chance to, to come in. Jake Arts is a great example of that. Who's one for the, the Tiger fans out there that is an exciting player that we haven't seen yet that you've seen on the train tra- a training track firsthand that you think's going to be maybe someone to watch for the for the Tiger Army. Well, we, we've seen a little bit of him, but I don't think we've seen the best of him, and, and that's Shea Bolton. Yeah, I think that kid's got a huge amount of talent. Uh, he's still learning the game, but you know he's going to he's going to really push on. I think Shea Bolton. There you go, fans. Uh, straight from the horse's mouth, uh, Shea Bolton. We saw some um, some really good highlights on the weekend for him, getting a bit more midfield time due to some injuries as well. So thanks for joining us, Kane. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Do you Jack. want to give Spruce a little bit of a pump? Because you have got that off-field thing that you're doing at the moment. Yeah, myself and Brody got a vintage clothing company called Spruce. But, um, we're both recycled players as such, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting rid of uh, some recycled clothes. But uh, hopefully uh, when we get out of the hub, we can sort of progress that to, um, you know, to the community as well. So uh, One of the greatest scams of all time, Jack. They, oh, they yeah. buy secondhand clothes <laughs> and they upsell it about 300% 
to Richmond fans and fans all over the world. It's a, it's a very McIntosh is not involved. Very, <laughs> very good business model, that one. Kane, thanks for being with us. It's Jack Rebolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, all the best parts of Swinburne University of technology is brought to life in Pixels. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. I'm doing construction management, so that'll start in two weeks, which will be good. So it'll be good to sort of um, have something kick away while, while we're up here. And yeah, I think it'll be good to get stuck into that. Tom Lynch talking about his studies with Swinburne University. It's Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne's open world experience. Joining us now is Richmond's General Manager of Education, Shane Dunn. Shane, thanks for being with us. Good evening. Jack, Jack, good to be with you both. Hello, Shane. How's uh, COVID treating you? Oh, going okay, mate. Stuck stuck at home, but... um... Doing, doing well. I had a little one recently, so enjoying getting to spend a bit of time with him while, while at home working away. Not getting much sleep, mate. Oh, he's not. He's a good sleeper, actually. So, uh, little Lewis, he'll be listening in next door, no doubt. Lovely, mate. Uh, well, mate, you are the general manager of uh, Richmond Education, and we have got a fantastic relationship with Swinburne. Can you talk us through the uh, importance of education within the Richmond culture and obviously the, the club values as well? Yeah, I think it was, it was really, um, footy clubs are great at developing young people, especially young athletes as they, they come into the system. And um, you're probably a great poster boy for that, Jack, coming in and learning uh, not only to be a footballer, to be a man. And, and clubs are really good at that. And we get to do that now with women as well through the, the AFLW. But we probably thought there might have been a gap in terms of developing the next, um, the next round of talent for off-field people. So we, we partnered with Swinburne and really looked at how could we can grab those skill set that the footy clubs got around sport administration and so forth, and partner with Swinburne have got that technical academic side, and we're really working together now to develop um, on off-field talent through our Richmond Institute um, of Sports Leadership, which I'm involved in. So there's some really great growth areas there. Um, how does that align with the, the Swinburne University? Yeah, so look, Swinburne, they're, they're really about developing talent and young people and it's probably very similar to us at the footy club we, we really believe that we, we bring people in and and they when they eventually leave us they leave as better people and i suppose that's swinburne's philosophy as well being an education institution so really shared values from that point of view but also we both believe that um, diversity inclusion and even reconciliation with, with the first australians is really important so both of our organisations are really committed to that, so it works really well when we are working together on, on issues like education and, and research and a whole range of things. And we heard Lynchy off the top there. He's uh, doing a construction course. Um, we've got some smart cats at the club and we've got some, I won't say not-so-smart cats, but uh, is there any other players that are involved um, with education through Swinburne? Yeah, I think Dave Asprey's been doing some courses. I know Mon Conti from our AFLW team's about to start. And a whole range of people have been doing it over time. I think um, some of the boys who have headed over and playing uh, college football in America now, actually, when they finished up at the club, went to Swinburne, was doing some study there, and now they've transitioned that over into America and, and doing great things. Lovely. Dunny, thanks for being with us. It's great to have you on. And uh, the work that you and Swinburne and all of the footy club are doing together is fantastic. So thanks for sharing a bit of that with us this evening. Have a good night. Thanks, Jen. Up next, we'll talk to our two-timing Tiger and we'll look ahead to this week's game on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne's open world experience. Happy birthday, happy birthday.
on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. We're off and away in the first week of Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne's open world experience. Before we finish up, it's time for our Tigers of Old, where we catch up with Tiger greats, cult heroes, and in some cases, like tonight, Jack, two timing Tigers. That's right, Jackie Boy, a two-timing tiger. And we are joined by a man who was, well, he was a cult hero at Richmond. Uh, and that is Robin Nahas. Robin, how are you? What's going on, Pup? Good to hear from you. <laughs> Pup, he's straight away, <laughs> into the, straight away into the nicknames. Uh, well, welcome, Robin, to Tiger Time on uh, SEN. Now, you played 83 games for the Mighty Tigers between 2009 to 2000. And 13, 100 goals. That's surprising. I didn't think you'd kick that many. But, uh, mate, you were a pick in the rookie draft. And uh, and like the man we had on before, Kane Lambert, Richmond's had a lot of success in the rookie draft, mate. Well, first things first, what are you doing with yourself now? Um, first of all, thanks for having me, Pop, again. No um, worries. What am I doing right now? I'm, doing, um, I'm working for a labour hire company called Phoenix. Um, I owned a beauty salon for about three years there, but that, that was a bit of hard work. So I got out of that, and now I'm working for a, for a mob called Phoenix. Actually, Ivan Maric is, uh, does a bit of PR for us as well. So keeping Oh, there you go. Tight. He was, uh, I don't think Ivan was doing that in, in a bit of the COVID break, went out and found himself a job with Phoenix, as you're saying. And I've got a feeling he's actually got a business card too. Um, well, Mark, Robin, I want to take you back to a bit prior to to Richmond uh, when you were playing for Port Melbourne under Gary Ayres, and we actually had a bit of a run-in, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was yourself, Daniel Connors. I think maybe Dean Pollo might have been playing as well. But I remember you boys telling me that you don't want to get drafted and you hope that I stay in the VFL forever. So it's pretty awkward when I moved to the Richmond and uh, you boys wouldn't talk to me for the first couple of months. Well, Daniel, 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 Connors, Daniel Connors told you not to talk to me. So the first few months were a bit icy. Yeah, well, we tried as hard not to welcome you into the club, but no, it was very, very funny to get you in. And I can remember at Port Melbourne, I think it might have been in a final that Connors and I were were getting involved in a little bit of verbal stouching with you, mate. What what were your what were your first impressions walking in into Tigerland? Because you, like Kane, uh, were an overaged picker, someone who hadn't come through the normal draft system. What was it like walking into to Tigerland on on day one? Well, it was pretty tough because my first day was Ben Cousins' first first training session. So well, there's 5,000 people that rocked up to training. So obviously it was pretty daunting being your first day anyway, but having that thrown, thrown as well, that was uh, quite difficult. So I was pretty nervous, obviously, coming in there, meeting a few of the players and, you know, seen a bit of an aura around certain guys like Richo, not you, but most of the other players. And it was, um, yeah, real daunting, but it was, it was a great challenge. I was so excited. Um, but I was, in, I was in injury rehab at the start, so I didn't really get to do too much for the first couple of months. And you played your, fir- you played your first game in 2009, mate, round two um, against Geelong. Uh, we lost that game because uh, we weren't very good back in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, what did it mean to you to, to finally get a game of AFL footy after obviously being knocked back at, at drafts and, and plying your trade at, at VFL level? I was definitely very emotional. Um, something that you've tried, you've you know, tried to do since you were four or five years old. Um, and like you said, just kept getting knocked back. But finally to achieve it, um, obviously we didn't get the win. But yeah, it's something I always remember. I still remember my first disposal. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that 
I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll take to my grave. All right, mate. Who um, do you still have relationships, or, or do you catch up with any of the guys that you you played footy with with the Tigers? Oh, just a phone call here or there. I know everyone's pretty busy at the moment. You know, I speak to Koch every now and then. Um, I'll shoot te- uh, Shedder a message at Shane Edwards um, a text and. And Dusty, I did with him and Luke McGuan about uh, three or four months ago before the COVID, actually longer than that, before the COVID strokes, um, uh, struck. It was, uh, it was quite fun. So, yeah, I see the boys every now and then. Now, we, we do know that you played for North Melbourne. And before we get your tip for the game, uh, are, are you playing football this year anywhere? Clearly, it's not up and going any, anymore. But if the season does start, where, uh, where can we see Robin Nahas playing his trade? So in the Eastern Footy League, I, I coach North Ringwood, so um, that's in Premier Division Eastern Footy League. But obviously this year's is done. But um, yeah, next year if you want to get down there, pub, have a look. Um, I'll be down there. I'll be playing as well. So play a coach. What's your uh, What's your philosophy on coaching? Are you a defensively minded coach? I <laughs> wouldn't have thought not. so. Definitely not defensive, mate. All out attack. It's just trying to outscore the upper. All right, well, let's get your tip for this week, mate. The Tigers are playing North Melbourne, where you did play 38 games oh. of footy. Uh, 35 games of footy, sorry. Um, who, who do you think's going to uh, win? And who do you reckon might line up on me? <laughs> well, looking <laughs> the way North are going at the moment, well, they've got four losses in a row, so um, they're not looking too good. But the Tigers seem to have got their mojo back, so I think the Tigers will, will get up in a real close one. Um, and who will take you on... Robbie Tarrant will, will take you, mate. So it'll be a pretty good challenge for yourself. I think he's going all right. And have you kicked a goal this year yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one a week for me, mate. I've got the big fella Tom Lynch playing next to me now. So uh, don't have to kick goals anymore. Just got to uh, go out there and boss a few people around. That's my uh, that's my job now. I used to do that when I was playing. So nothing's really changed, has it? No, nah, nothing has changed, mate. Thank you for uh, thanks for jumping on board, Robin. Really appreciate it. Great to hear you. And I'll leave you with a fun fact. Robin was uh, ranked 14 in the world in FIFA at some stage. So. <laughs> it keeps getting the... lower. I love it. Yeah, yeah definitely 14. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Jack. There's something that the Tiger fans won't know oh, about Robin. But... Sensational. Robin Nahas joining us uh, on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. Jack, just before we finish up, I did tell you that the hour would go very quickly. Uh, Trent Cotchen, a chance at all this week? Uh, don't think so. David Asprey, the same? Or is he more um, likely? I think Asprey might be a chance. Um, it was looking probably like a four-week uh, recovery from, from his knee injury. But um, from what I've seen up here, he's moving pretty well. Um, it'd be a great addition into that back line, which is looking strong. Mm. And one thing I'm looking forward to hearing from the fans next week, and we didn't get a chance to talk about him tonight, is I want to hear um, about Noah Balter. He's, yes. a, he's a very young, ta- a, a young talented player. That reminds me a lot of Alex Rance, and I want to hear what the fans love about Noah Bolter on next week's show. Superb. Jack, you've been a star. We'll catch up with you next week. Good luck for the game coming up against the Kangaroos this weekend. Thanks, Jack, and go Tigers. Jack Revolt's Tiger time for Swintopia, Swinburne's open world experience. It'll be all up on the podcast if you missed it very shortly. And Tigers fans, you'll get your chance next week to get in touch with Jack as well. First serve, a special two-hour edition of the First Serve with Brett Phillips coming up after this.